Welcome to Can I Kick It? This is a podcast about film festivals. My name is Jesse Catherine Weber, and I'm joined by Andy Gramuga. Number one sunglasses, Stan Cullen Ashley. Emilio Diaz. That's right. We're all wearing sunglasses because it is shorts week. Yes. Yeah. What goes better with shorts than a pair of sunnies, baby? <laughs> On this audio medium, we're coming mm-hmm. to you. The twenty, the twenty third of November, shorts and sunglasses. Yep, that's mm-hmm. what the weather is calling for. Yeah. Yep. Uh huh. Gobble gobble. Yeah, these are little uh, side dishes for your. That's right. It's a uh, it's that's a potluck. Right. We've all brought a dish. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're just gonna really grind and work Yeehaw! this metaphor into the ground. <laughs> it's a side dish, shorts roundup, sunglasses edition. <laughs> right. that, that, that has to be the title of the episode. It, it makes sense. No one will know the beans. <laughs> Uh, by the time that you're listening to this episode, we will have tweeted out what all the shorts are, so you will have had a chance to watch them. Sure. Yeah. Um, there may even be a letterbox list. Wow. Maybe. We keep promising that we might do something on letterbox, but it has yet to happen. I'm certainly not in charge of making sure that happens, so... <laughs> Everyone's gonna ask. No single up. person is in charge. I think that's the problem. <laughs> Alright. Officially on the podcast, Andy's in charge of the letterbox. <laughs> that's not what I wanted, and I refuse the responsibility. <laughs> well, it's right. like a curse. You can't refuse it. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. So we're here um, to talk about four shorts. Yeah. Mm-hmm. From 15 years ago. With uh, but, uh, yeah, right. There were th- there's really no rhyme or reason for which shorts we picked, other than they all played play a festival. Well, we'll all explain why we picked the short that we picked. Yeah, as opposed to the short films that don't play festivals, because there's such a burgeoning market right. for, fil- for film I shorts mean, outside. Those of are it. just called YouTube videos. Sure, yeah. I guess, or um, yeah. There's yeah, I I mean so yeah. Should we talk a little bit about shorts in general before we get into any specifics? Yeah, I go guess. Ahead. Sure. Like I mean, I my relationship to short film is like you know aside from whatever like short plays in front of a the latest Disney animated movie, right? Whether it's a Pixar short or a Disney short or whatever, like that's probably the earliest relationship I have to short films. I guess unless you count like interstitials on like Sesame Street and things like that to short films but um but I guess yeah my relationship is essentially that yeah every year in the run-up to the Oscars I like to go see the the programs they send out where they theatrically screen all the Oscar nominated Mm -hmm. shorts in um live action animated and documentary usually it's four programs because the documentary ones are usually like 40 minutes each so they split them up into two bills um but uh but yeah i mean and i do really and usually really enjoy doing that i have seen some truly like 
terrible shit that way. Mm-hmm. Um, Same. There's a lot of like really bad shorts out there that uh, that that. that there sure are. Um, but um, you know, y- y- often you see some good stuff, some creative stuff, some like some some exciting stuff, uh, and it's it, it's it's like an interesting format, I think, because it does have that like. Um, like like the modest expectations of the short i feel like right there's like like you 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 go into a short being like well it's only got like you know 15 minutes and how is it gonna is it gonna be able to blow me away in that time probably not but like maybe i'll find something interesting in here i guess is sort of like the approach that i often take with these things yeah yeah i would say my i mean my like my kind of background my my experience with shorts does I would imagine this is also to some extent the case with Emilio and Cullen. Just, like, start with, like, watching stuff on YouTube and being, like, kind of finding what the line is between this is just some video. And, you know, maybe there isn't a line between this is just some video someone posted on YouTube and, like, this is a short film that maybe has, like, some other life somewhere. Like, you know, coming across you know, like, Don Hertzfeld or whoever. Sure. Uh, or he, he might be one of the earlier, like, short filmmakers who I came across who, like, actually uh, kind of has a life within the film community. And then, yeah, kind of, like, uh, other than that, it kind of just has been, like, if there's, like, a spare slot that I have in a festival, I'm like, I guess I'll go see some shorts. And, like, similarly, it's, like, sometimes they'll be real bad. Sometimes there's a good one. Uh, I think, uh, generally, I like the short film uh, arena more as, like, a place to experiment than I like it as, like, we're just going to make a little short film. I feel like, I don't know. It's uh, that often doesn't turn out well if it's just like I'm gonna tell a nice story, but it's gonna be short because I feel like there's this thing where like you gotta put a little button on it, and that's always annoying. Uh, but I don't know. There's plenty of good short films. Yeah, I've like um, weirdly in the past two years I've watched a lot of shorts. Um, mm-hmm. part of a f- f- film club where, yeah. as a bit, every week we watch a Pixar short, um, which turned into just like the Cars tunes, Mater's Tall Tales, which have like ruined my letterbox stats forever. Um, and then, uh, you know, uh, when we uh did our anime episode last year, we watched a few right. shorts uh-huh. as part of that. Um, and I feel like animation is usually a good place for shorts. Um, yeah, animation. I mean, yeah. like, comedy is also, yeah. like, but, like, I think comedy shorts are a little bit less likely to, like, appear in, like, a festival context. Sure, yeah. sure. I mean, I, like, yeah, they Connor get, like, labeled O'Malley sketches things. or whatever, right? Like, or, right, yeah. but, like, even, like, Connor O'Malley doesn't screen stuff at film festivals. I am... I don't know if film festivals have started asking to screen his thing. Have, have any of the, like, John Reynolds stuff ever played, like, a festival? I don't think so. Maybe. I, that That's what I was just looking into. Like, yeah, yeah. those are good. Um, there's someone... Yeah, but I mean, uh... 
I just watch um, it's some stuff like the more experimental it's like like I think of like Brackage or someone like that where it's like that is almost it's so not hard for me to get into because like I almost sort of have a hard time with experimental stuff like that generally but with mm-hmm. a feature I feel like maybe you're able to get in the rhythms more and with a short it's just harder maybe um, for me at least mm-hmm. but um, there's like uh, when you talking about like the like a sort of smaller narrative short and how it uh, is like harder to it just ends up being like we made like a little movie that's just short like similarly I think you can have a harder time connecting if it's so clippy. Um, Maybe. There's someone who makes these animated shorts. I'm trying to find their name. Um, uh, Sawako Kabuki. Um, and these are these like little animated shorts. I think you can watch them all on YouTube. Um, mm-hmm. And they're all like under a minute long. But it's like almost... Um, it, it's like very... Uh, funny animation of just like weird stuff with bodies and I watched a bunch of them uh, last year and then like you know shorts are always good for like uh, you know obviously like a lot of the early film of like sure um, you know whatever boat leaving the port stuff like that sure. um, yeah. train coming the, at the audience yeah exactly is <laughs> um, always there's like a lot of that stuff is good um, sure but yeah, there is. Uh, we'll get into, I guess, what shorts we are going to talk about. I, I almost picked one by a pitch pong where it's ethical called Mobile Men. Uh, that's really good. Um, sure. Um, I don't know. I watched some Pixar shorts when I was a kid. Then when I was <laughs> an adult, I, I certainly watched YouTube. I never really even thought about the distinction, but there's probably some stuff that are like proper short films took a screenwriting class in college from a professor who had a short film play tiff and it was like a little different and thought that was interesting but never really pursued it that much until i guess last year we did the new york film festival episode with sisinski i truly forget how to sisinski where we talked about all those short films and i discovered like yeah i think i actually really like the like the like experimental avant-garde short film world like that is like a space i enjoy being in of just like Mm -hmm. these are nice things to chew on and just like think about like just try and reckon with whatever feeling something that like small and like strange can give you i think is a very nice place to be and i think like as we'll talk about the shorts that we're going to talk about today i think you'll find that my tastes certainly like very much are like in the in that direction right now so those are that's the one i most preferred but yeah i just remember all all those shorts i watched last year and be like yeah it's super fun and interesting that people just make strange and crazy shit like this like it's almost more exciting to me than just watching just like normal narrative films sometimes like narrative feature films sometimes and that it's just like yeah here's just some people like playing with the form in a way that is just exciting it's it's like you you you, you, there's like rarely stuff in like actual feature film where you're like i i 
couldn't even conceive of how you came up with this of just like why you would put this together and that's always an, an exciting thing to see someone else's brain work that way and uh also that episode was good because i think it helped me develop sort of a vocabulary and how to talk about stuff like that which is always nice to have because yeah. it is it can be harder to just talk about stuff that is much more idiosyncratic in that way. All right. We've given me time to create a letterbox list and tweet it out. So now we can get into the shorts. And we're going to start with uh, Michael Robinson's And We All Shine On. Uh, Robinson is someone who I heard about because he had a movie at uh, TIFF this year that unfortunately I missed, but I heard was quite good, uh, called Polycephaly and D. And so I was just, like, curious to check him out and just, like, looking at, like, what's available and, like, a lot of his new stuff is not on Vimeo yet. So uh, pick this just because of the kind of older things that he has put on Vimeo, it looked interesting. Uh, And yeah, it premiered at the London Film Festival in 2006. Uh, It played at Rotterdam. It played at one of the last New York Underground Film Festivals, which I think the la- I think it played there in 2007, and the last one was 2008. Uh, the New York Underground Film Festival, of course, was uh, co-founded by uh, Todd Phillips, and then I think he, in 1994, and then I think he very quickly left, and it then kind of turned into a sort of haven for, like, avant-garde cinema uh, in New York. Uh, it happened, it was at... Uh, they would do it at Anthology Film Archives. Uh, and yeah, like other places, uh, Milwaukee had an underground film festival. Like, a bunch of just, like, a lot of the places it played were just, like, the something underground film festival. Uh, and yeah, this is uh, a little seven-minute-long short uh, that's just basically, like, a sound and video collage uh that i thought was pretty good i i don't know it, i i just think i it had like a cool rhythm and uh tone to it the kind of structure is you like start out with this very grainy vi- footage of trees and yeah. then there's this kind of VHS looking maybe video like cathode ray tube looking kind of video gamey stuff and then you go back to the trees Uh, and I think that that does kind of having that contrast of like going returning to what was I think that is done in a cool way I I generally sort of respond to the like faux radio tuner as like an audio device yeah, uh, which it uses especially at the beginning and the end. But yeah, I just thought it it looked and sounded cool. Yeah, I um, I was watching it last night, 
And like I think I, we've talked about it. I, like this sort of, um, it's like I, not I bounce off of it, but I just am like I don't know if I'm getting anything out of this. And I watched it, and I was like, that's like good. I like the format, like you're saying, like the structure of the trees, and mm-hmm. the the video game. I think like it's well uh, used, and I think the music it, it uses is good. Um, and then uh, even though they don't use instant karma, <laughs> um, but I. Uh, I read, uh, speaking of, uh, Michael Sosinski, he, like, I guess is a big fan of Robinson and like, yeah, yeah. he, there's uh, on CinemaScope, there's a, like, piece about all of his shorts, um, mm. or at least a lot of his shorts, and I was reading this section on this, and he's, like, going deep on, like, the ABA structure as it re- reflects sure. on music, and, sure. like, how, what an emotional journey it is, and mm. I was, like, I watched something completely different, I think, and then I read yeah. on, like, the website, wherever the link is, um, the sort of description of it, and it says, An ill wind is transmitting through the lonely night, spreading deception and myth along its murky path, singing the dangers of the mediated spirit, and I was, like, let me watch this again, because at one point there's this like weird like worm desert mm-hmm. bug that pops up. Yeah. Um, and I had like a very big emotional reaction to it the second time, uh, and I was <laughs> like, because uh, when I watched it, they play like there's like little as the like they're tuning the radio, um, mm-hmm. they play a little bit of this uh, Giorgio Moroder song Chase. Uh, and I was like, that is like great. I love this where it's just like this. And then the sort of it's like these weird sort of mirrored landscapes running across each other as they're playing the Sinead O'Connor cover of Nothing Compares to You. And I was like, what is happening? And I, like, was getting, like, cold. <laughs> it's an <laughs> El Buco situation. And then, like, when the worm thing came up, I was like, this is so scary and, like, sad. And I was like, I gotta watch more of this guy's movies. And it put me in a mood that set me on a path for the other two shorts to where I also had, uh, I'd say, extreme reactions to both. Um, but, yeah, I thought it was great the second time. I think it's very, very good. Um, yeah, I, I I can certainly imagine it like rewarding engagement like that. Yeah. I only and had time to when watch the face it. pops up, there's like audio of people cheering, and I was like, yeah. "This is crazy." Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, if I learned anything from that that like New York Film Festival shorts episode last year, is that sometimes reading the like title of the shorts is a, is a, is a key text <laughs> i mean the titles and then also just like whatever they think yeah, of the movie there's is. Like, like an artist statement yeah yeah, yeah. sometimes y- you need that but no i thought this was excellent i liked it a lot this was my favorite thing here i uh yeah i, I like the like weird like frequency blowing in it's like it's it's almost like a tiny digression in a horror like you would expect in a horror movie yeah. that would then lead to something else. I think the like the choice of image with the like weird like CRT haunting mode seven graphicsy images that it pops up are like extremely compelling. Especially the distortion making the worm begin to look like a monster is great. The use of nothing compared to you is very strange, but I like it. Yeah. Bringing in the Marauder song is funny. Uh, yeah, I think it's just, like, a very intelligently and, like, very compelling 
collection of images and like sounds that he chose to put together and i and i really responded to it i i mean trees blowing and as jesse said the like uh the like radio frequency thing or like obvious things that like almost always work because they're just like (laughs) instantly compelling (laughs) devices to use but uh what's in the middle of that is also very compelling yeah i mean yeah it's you know what i appreciate about shorts like this is it does like it forces you to go in on the details and like notice like the very little things because there's like there's no narrative to keep track of right or characters to like focus in on or or anything like that so yeah i mean like noticing like oh it's like it's dark it, it, like in with all the the trees shot i don't know if we mentioned that yet it's like it's like at nighttime and yeah. mm-hmm. the the audio is much more like discordant and like uh and it changes frequently and then in that middle section right it's much bright it's a little bit brighter although still pretty hazy and then the music becomes much more harmonious and like still mm-hmm. more more like stable in a stable place and then it sort of transitions back out of that into that sort of thing so like being being able to notice that stuff i always do like appreciate and like think about like oh yeah like that's like you know like you know, i i am a person who often thinks like very character forward and very like uh and uh but but this does engage the other part of me that i i do always like mm-hmm. to in, in, in it like or uh to um to analyze like structure and like the mm-hmm. bigger picture of that and so like something like this does really engage me purely on that level which i do always enjoy um yeah i mean i can't say it's gonna like stick with me for a very long time like i have no idea like I would bet against that, but like, you know, it's, um, it's, it's, it's certainly got a lot of like stuff to, to, to keep you occupied while you're watching it. Uh, I think, and it's like, you know, it, it captures your attention if you're able to engage in like those, like those, those like smaller choices and the bigger like structural picture. Yeah. And I mean, it's interesting to think about like, how would this go over if you were just like sitting in a theater and it was like one of five shorts because like you wouldn't have time to like do what cullen did and like dig in on it and go back to it but i do think it is like the kind of short that like even in that sort of glut would sort of stand out as like ooh, there's something interesting going on here uh even if you wouldn't necessarily have the, like, time and bandwidth to, like, yeah. figure out what that interesting thing is. Yeah, you wouldn't be able to, like, rewind, start it again, yeah. click to your favorite part again. Um, <laughs> but, yeah. Should we move on to the next one? Yep. Next. So, next is Acquaintances of a Lonely John, directed mm-hmm. by Benny Safdie of the Safdie Brothers. Um... It played Director's Fortnite, their shorts section in 2008 at Cannes, um, which is funny because there's, like, I think uh, on some, like, video for, like, a press interview of Good Time, the the Safety Brothers are talking about how um, when uh, they were, like, living apart, I think Benny Safety was living in Boston at the time or something like that. Mm. and he made yeah, this, this short. This is yeah. Everything is credited as like the Fenway shell in this, and, and yeah. like the so I'm this sure. is like yeah. Um, 
But uh, so he made this short, and Josh Safdie made uh, a what played in director's Fortnite in the feature section. Uh, but it's it's like I think it's maybe thirty or forty minutes long, called "The Pleasure of Being Robbed." And uh, they get called, but they called the wrong ones. Like when Can was telling them that they were accepted or whatever, they like called each other and they're like, do you have two movies in? Uh, and they're like, oh no, we didn't even know that. Like both of us submitted these movies or whatever. Um, but this is like a pretty, uh, the short section at Can. you have like uh, Strab, uh, Wee and Louis Garrell, like a bunch of uh, sure. people there. But I watched this. In 2018, I think, uh, they had all the, uh, or maybe 2019, uh, they had all the Safety Brothers shorts on Criterion Channel. They might mm-hmm. still have a bunch. I know this one is still on yeah. there. Um, I feel like they, like, first popped up on Fandor. Yeah, I think you can watch, if you have, like, a Fandor subscription <laughs> through Amazon or whatever, <laughs> like, one of the channels, you can watch it there. Um, but uh, this one, like, s- stuck with me because there's a great bit of physical comedy in it where he is doing his laundry and he's throwing his uh, cl- wet clothes into the dryer and like one falls and he like slowly walks to grab it and slips yes. really hard <laughs> and I like I truly think about that all the time it's uh, it's really really funny <laughs> and, yeah that's uh, that's pro- that's very good I like um, that a lot and, uh, and I was like when we were picking shorts I was going to pick this a pitch upon uh, short, and I was like, I don't know if it played any festivals, or if it did, it's like hard to find. I didn't want to do all the work. I was like, I know this one played King because I remember the story. Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, I think it's like I think it's solid. I think like uh, it's a fun little short. Um, there's a few good bits with the guy Ferris who who uh, works at the gas station. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think uh, Benny Safety, I think is like a very good actor, and he. You know, he. I think he's talked a lot about how he loves, um, like Buster Keaton, like and Chaplin, like the silent guys, and he mm-hmm. does. If, like if you've seen Goldman versus Silverman, he does like a lot of good physical bits in that, and I think he's just a fun actor to watch do stuff. Um, and it's it's just I think like it's uh, good good stuff. Yeah, I mean, I think this maybe is kind of it's not necessarily experimental in terms of like the visual form and like experimental is not the right word but it's not doing the kind of like short film thing of like we're gonna that i was talking about yeah like of like we're gonna like do a thing and then tie a little knot around it yeah it's just kind of like it's just like a little slice of life thing uh that's like kind of episodic but then like Mm -hmm. settles into one location for the second half and yeah i think it like works pretty well i basically yeah that that the the i mean i already was into that scene with the pratfall just because i was like this is funny he's like throwing his clothes from the washer to the dryer uh across the room uh yeah there's just like interesting things going on throughout yeah. most of it it's like there's just like a lot of like little bits of like there's a bird mm-hmm. in the ac unit <laughs> right uh, yeah his hat That's... falls off and a guy has to give it to him or when he's like <laughs> the guy's like are you ready when they're at the doors and he has to like sprint and he's like wait 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 and then mm-hmm. they like shut the doors at the same time uh, yes. but yeah i think it's like there's just like a bunch of good little bits um, yeah and it's just like a nice little 12 minute <laughs> here's yep. all these little bits 
little bit. It's, it's all right. A little bit. It's, it's, I, uh, I, I think I sort of find myself with the Safties just generally, like, the farther back I go into their work. It's just, mm-hmm. like, I, I guess I've, like, it's, like, the curse of watching that watching it all in backwards where i can just be like well this is a little less good than the last thing i saw and it's like yeah it has some compelling stuff like i think many tafty's like a pretty like charming person i i, I mean i like the other guy at the gas station he has a lot of good when he slams the I think hand that, on the table that's all, that <laughs> too many the- bad pranks from ferris i didn't like him at all i mean he goes <laughs> he's, he definitely is a prankster that's always a compelling mm-hmm. thing to watch for me just a guy who just being like eh, oh, i'm kidding yeah. uh, am i kidding uh, uh, that's all, the that's pit the bit where the guy with the bluetooth goes up and tries to buy this stuff and he's like no 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 this isn't for sale yeah that's why funny. why does he do that i don't like just make <laughs> oh, the sale He's so he's bored. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I enjoy uh, my favorite part is when he's like, Yeah, I'm going to visit my family too next week in Iraq. And then he's like, Really? And he's like, Nah. But I am, though. Yeah. <laughs> and he's just like, What's <laughs> happening? <laughs> um, I don't know. I had a decent enough time watching it, I, it, but I didn't get like a ton out of it, I think. Yeah. I mean, it's. It's, I just I, that bit I think about all the time and I like love it. It's um, <laughs> but I think like you know talking about the sort of safties and going back in their work and each one's like a little bit worse. I do think that pleasure of being robbed is like not that good. I didn't really enjoy it. Um, or no, sorry. Uh, that one is pretty solid. That one uh, is the one that is a full feature. Um, it's, yeah. I think it's like an hour. Um, there's one called "We're All Going to the Zoo" that was a, mm. a Josh Safdie short that is not very okay. good. Interesting. Um, but then they, they Listen, also made this we film. all know that in all uh, sibling filmmaker pairs, there's a smart one and a stupid one. Well, <laughs> I think Benny's both. Because <laughs> I think I, yeah. I mean I think he's just the stupid one, but that's his charm. <laughs> yeah, but he's I mean he's also I think. I don't know. I mean, it's hard to think about I mean, like, it's who directs more, it's and like, who it's, does what. I mean, like, it's more like the he's the goofy one, I guess. To yeah, not, to not I think fully so. call him. But I mean, stupid. they both. I I think Josh Safdie is just he's the pilled one. Um, <laughs> but uh, God. they um, there's a short that they did called The Black Balloon that I think is really solid. I like Goldman um, Silverman. I've seen Goldman. Goldman Silverman, Silverman. I think fun. is really funny. Um, that feels like yeah. a Benny bit. Yeah, I mean, because he used to, I, like, I've watched a bunch of, like, interviews of them, um, and he just used to do that as a bit, like, and not film it. Just pretend to be, uh, like, a statue guy, <laughs> and, like, he would do... Pretend? Um, well, I mean, he would just, like, do it as, like, on a lark. Like, and then in Goldman versus Silverman, if you've seen it, there's, like, a shot at the end where he, like, gets in the back of this box truck and is, like, going to sleep, and they, like, just did that. Like, the truck was just there, and he's like, what if I get in this truck? Um, but, yeah, I think Goldman vs. Silverman is really funny because I think Benny Safdie just has, like, a face that is, like, look at this guy. Like, he's just, like, a goofy-looking guy, kind of. Yeah, he has and a funny face. Like, he has a, gr- he has a yeah. great face. That, yeah, that's, like, a credit. very good face he has for, like, gigantic eyes. watching. Big eyes, like... <laughs> A sort of like big mouth and like smiley cheeks, <laughs> um, but yeah. What AD? is 
Oh, sorry. Yeah, Andy can go, and then I can ask my question. Sure. I mean, this is, like, it's... The way it's shot and, like, whatever, like, nothing in this is imbued with enough significance to register to me at all. Like, it's all just, like, the most boring nothing shit that I've seen, like, ever. Like, there's just... It's just, like, totally flat for me on screen. Like, nothing really registers as, like anything worthy of my attention is like my main thing with something like this where it's like i okay like sure like why why aren't you more worried about the fact that there's a bird in your air conditioner like why like why are we just like going through these incidents like so low-key uh without like imbuing it with any like thing that makes it seem like worthy of being filmed and, and shown like i don't like it's just it's just not anything. Like, it's just a bunch of little shit, and, I, like, I don't care about any of it is, like, sort of my feeling when I'm watching something like this. Well. What was your question, Jesse? My question was, what is... Has Josh Saft... Is he, like, taking a sabbatical or something? Betty huh? Safty's like, doing so much. Well, he... Because I, I think Josh doesn't do any acting or whatever. And right. Sa- I mean, he then he's just to. like He doesn't anymore. Well, sure, but, like, yeah. but, but, like, even taking acting aside, like, obviously he's in the... Like, Aren't they both uh, doing the uh, Emma Stone show thing? I don't think oh. so. Wikipedia says it's both of them, but I feel like what I've been hearing is that it's just Benny, is what I was Well, are they still say. doing their thing with, um... Nathan Fielder? Yeah, that's what we're talking about. Oh, that's that? that okay. Yeah, it's like I a thought, Showtime show. I'm under the impression that that is... I guess maybe it is both of them. Yeah, okay. I feel like, um, But yeah, because, I mean, apparently, I didn't I didn't know this, that Benny Safdie's in the new Star Wars show. Well, he's in the new... That's not even the weirdest thing he's in. He's playing the dad in Are You There, God? It's Me, Margaret. That's... I mean, I think it's, people... It's him and Rachel McAdams. That's really funny. Um, <laughs> but he's just like... Uh, there's that movie Person to Person that he's in. Yeah, he's um, good in where he's just like a, he's like a, I think he's just a good actor, and people are like, yeah, I want this guy in my movie, and like Licorice Pizza, he's playing like a, a politician or whatever. Yeah. Um, I yeah. mean, he just seems like a good vibe of guy. Like I can imagine him yeah. just going into an audition room, and you and like a some <laughs> casting director be like, you can't not cast him. He's just yeah, like, <laughs> <laughs> and I think like. I really do think his performance in Good Time is, like, excellent and uh, maybe, like, the best in that movie. And I love that Pattinson performance. Yeesh. And Buddy Duras. And he's making yep. faces. I mean, that care, that role is <laughs> problematic, I think. But we don't need to get into that. Because um, you're wrong. Yeah, I don't know. I'm, I, I mean, listen. Good for him. Good for Good for old Benny. Get cast mm-hmm. and whatever you're gonna get cast. It's just yeah, sure. A, a strange path. I, I mean, be exciting to see him on some weird uh, press release of like he's in this. Yeah, yeah. I did. Uh, I did see Josh Safdie outside of the Red Rocket premiere at New York Film Festival. <laughs> so that's what he's up to. He's just watching movies. Yeah, I guess. watching movies. Sure. We moving on? I think so. I think so. Jody Mac. Yeah. We've talked, talked about her before. About her Turn of the Mac. <laughs> we talked about the Grand Bazaar, which is her yes, I do. Uh, only feature, uh, depending on how you define features. Yeah. Uh, 
But yeah, this is a pretty early film from her. It is not her only music. Is it? Is this her third longest movie? I think uh, it is. I think she. I think I was looking yeah, at probably. that, and she has like another like forty something minute thing. Yeah, yeah, then... yeah, that's Dusty Stacks of Mom, yeah. which I've seen and is great. And I feel like there is like a a haze on the internet around like people won't say exactly what it is and so i will respect that haze but it is also a musical i will say that's crazy i did not know this was a musical going it and yeah. boy did i get excited when it started singing <laughs> <laughs> um, i mean it doesn't stop certainly once it starts yeah. <laughs> much to my dismay i'll say <laughs> <laughs> But, uh, yeah, I mean, it's just like a, a like newspaper clipping and real life photo stop motion film about this mm-hmm. couple who gets married and moves into a house and then has to deal with the consequences of the 2008 housing crisis. Hell yeah, yeah. it is. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, it's. It's really excellent. I mean, it's interesting. T- it's interesting to see it as like an early work of hers. Is like, there's like, I think she does in later films like a lot more of the like, uh, almost like choreography in stop motion with the like lo- the the act like she does it with like trash cans and with, uh, um, like gardening tools and this and maybe some other things and there's a lot of that in Dusty Sex of Mom uh, which is loosely about like a poster depot that her parents ran and so there's like a lot of stuff with the posters uh, doing stuff like that uh, but yeah it's like it's so cool and like yeah. did I we talk about imagine, the festival like, history with this one? sorry it it just like it's another classic. Just like it played a it find. played a bunch like, of places. It's sure. sort of hard to find yeah. exactly where it started. I'm not sure where it premiered. I I've, yeah. you I we found some like stuff where it played like the Milwaukee yeah, Underground. Yeah, like Milwaukee. Film. I think yeah. it like won some award at the Milwaukee Underground Film mm-hmm. Festival. Yeah. It um. It's yeah. I think it's uh like incredible. <laughs> I uh. It was a thing of like I'm watching it because we I think when we talked about Grand Bazaar. I was like, this is good. Like, I think this is, like, cool, and I like watching it. I'm not getting, like, a ton out of it. And, like, this, I think, uh, it hit such a specific, like, nostalgic sweet spot for me Mm. that of, like, all the sort of twee indie, (laughs) like, happy-go-lucky Beulah bullshit that I was, like, very obsessed with when I was when like at the time that this movie came out, um, if I'd seen it, I would have loved it. Um, I did after I finished the short. I was like, "Is the guy who's singing the guy from the Postal Service?" And it was not. But I, <laughs> that's what I, yeah, that's what I thought. Um, that's very funny. But yeah, I mean, it is like that, that sort of like sounds a lot like it. It's like when I was fifteen, I loved Nick and Nora's Infinite Playlist and like uh, all that shit. 
And well, yeah, this, this, I this was movie like, sort of has the aesthetic of all the posters of the movies from I was just like right, Juno yeah. poster yes. and then or like, like yeah, this is the or the like go poster, the credit sequence of whatever, like yeah, like, like exactly, exactly. <laughs> it's yeah. all that shit that I was obsessed right. with when I was except 15. it's except it's very depressing and about the uh, housing crisis. Yes, the, but this is the thing. It's like I it ends so um, sad. It ends so sad. Um, when they're like, what if we try and win this contest? I'm like, yeah. my heart is going to explode. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, the music in it, <laughs> as someone who's like not a musical person, and I don't even know this is a good musical, but it's so nice to hear. I and mean, I, yeah. So, like, to speak about the quality of the music, it's, like, it's mostly, like, vocal harmony based. There is, like, a little bit of, there's, like, a piano there's like a xylophone. There's like a little I bit mean, of percussion yeah. it's stuff. All it's like, like <laughs> it is like the vibe of like the the Jimmy Fallon and the Roots play a song with classroom instruments sort sure, of thing, sure. um, which is a, a charming aesthetic when it's done well. I think, and I uh, you know, um, and and yeah, and I think like it does have that like you know, it's in, it's it uses that tension between the like it's like a very kiddie aesthetic and style and then it's dealing with like the problems of becoming an adult and like Mm -hmm. dealing with these like real world problems for the first time or whatever in like it's thematic and story uh stuff so i like like i think that tension is like super exciting and super interesting and i think it really plays well throughout the whole thing yeah the um The, I mean, yard yard work is hard work. The song has been stuck in my head <laughs> since last night. It is very um, repetitive, so it does do that for certain. But like, yeah. so when I'm watching it last night, um, I the order I watched them. This was the last one I watched last night, and I watched Acquaintances mm-hmm. of Lonely John today because I'd seen it already. Um, and when I was watching it last night, I, uh, it was just like hitting this sweet spot for me, and I like was uh very overwhelmed and then also uh you know it starts and it's just like in retrospect (laughs) watching it again today knowing that it's a musical Mm -hmm. it starts with like this version of uh tuning their instruments Mm -hmm. and like this everything getting ready Mm -hmm. um and like there's like an audience like cheering uh clapping it does like a curtain yeah uh, and there's like a brief intermission like in the middle of it which is very fun um but then it starts with just like uh, like uh, the vibe of like a Lisa Frank commercial and how it's just like this annoying thing with uh, uh, like annoying sort of voice on a phone and like the phone keeps changing as it's talking and I'm like oh this is fun this is gonna be like a fun thing and then they start singing and I was like what is happening this is so crazy uh, yeah yeah <laughs> um, and so but then watching it again I'm like oh of course this is like how you like the annoying people and musical stuff at the beginning and it just plays so well like knowing that it's a musical um but yeah, I had a great time. I've watched it twice. It's one of the best things I've seen this year. Yeah, it really um, is. I mean, like, I love Jody Mac, but, like, this... This is... It, it. It's really interesting that this is, like, what the early work is, and to, like, see... And to, like, look at it just, like, in... In terms of, like, sort of how she's matured since this as a filmmaker. Cause it, yeah this is like 
I, I guess it kind of makes sense as, like, the work of, like, a young filmmaker. Yes, And, yeah. like, this is, like, fun and cool and also sad and weird. Uh, yeah. Just, like, doing a lot. And, yeah, it is, like, it, it feels like a, you know, there's plenty of her stuff that I haven't seen, but this definitely feels like a big piece of the filmography unlocked. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I probably just hadn't watched it because it's longer than most of her stuff. Yeah. And, like, I've already, I was already wanting to see Dusty Saxophone, and I know there's, like, elements of it that... There is a live performance element. Um, but I'm, like, I am excited to see it <laughs> in whatever version yeah. I can. Um, yeah. Knowing I now can... that it's also a musical. Yeah, I can get that for you if you want. Um, oh, I mean, yeah. <laughs> I do, like, and, like, I, it... Watching it, you really become curious about, like, how her process works and all that. Like, mm-hmm. how much of oh. it is, like, her finding these images first. Like, because, like, especially, like, this, there's, like, a real long section where they talk about they're, like, fixing up their house that they've bought and they're making everything blue. And it's, like, is that, like, an idea that she came up with and then, like, had to, like, dig through magazine after mm-hmm. magazine looking for, like, blue design elements Uh or was she like oh all these like blue design elements are really speaking to me that can be like a whole number in this in this short that i'm making like where they're making everything like that sort of like it's really like the way that it feeds into each other i think is like really really exciting it does make you the like suburban like the portrait of their suburb was just like how crazy that like their house is just like right adding that Mm -hmm. element onto it i think like her like all yeah all of her choices of just like the like clippings that she chooses to use to like animate mm-hmm. stuff are always very interesting, especially with like once it gets to like the for the like foreclosure slash like housing crisis stuff. How she chooses right. to depict that and the people she chooses to the p- bankers and yeah. yeah, right, yeah. I mean that's the other thing that we haven't talked about is that like the characters are not like consistently portrayed as a specific person. It's just like whatever person she found in the clipping it's like that's the per- and like it'll change the like the person's face will change from like moment to moment right. and like go back and forth uh which is really yeah. interesting yeah it mo- more depends it, on what kind of, what they need when they need uh right, what yeah. them like to be doing wise and like yeah, yeah right that's pose wise emotion wise yeah because mm-hmm. yeah. it's like they have like, the voice to be like well that's the consistent character right, right. yeah but it does kind of like keep it universal in a way i think yeah for sure it's like yeah very elemental like the elemental man elemental woman like moving to the suburbs sort of like like idea yeah i mean initially before i even realized it was a musical i was just like i can't even imagine how hard this would be (laughs) to do logistically like Mm -hmm. stop motion is already like you know sort of uh, beyond any sort of capabilities I have, but I think <laughs> layering it the way that she does, because uh, even in Grand Bazaar, like that is what I think uh, is the strongest element. And like here, it's just like that combined with like the sort of reaction that I had to everything else. Uh, I'm just yeah. like overwhelmed aesthetically and emotionally. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'll say that I. I, I really loved Grand Bazaar, which is, <laughs> yeah. which is what made this like register a little less for me. Where I was like, um, I I think I was expect I was expecting it. I guess she, I don't know. Maybe she got more like 
less into just uh, the idea of just telling human stories and but i appreciate right. just mm-hmm. like sort right. of the the abstraction of the sort of weird way that grand bazaar decides to tell a story sort of and the like it's music choices mm-hmm. and it's like the way it moves but this is also like pretty good and it's like very interesting it all it, it yeah, also I just mean, has it, the like it they just won't stop singing thing that always kills me when i'm watching <laughs> stuff yeah i mean like in terms of like her sort the sort of like three mid-length pieces it's like Dusty Sacks of Mom is very much like a midpoint between these two. It mm. it makes a lot of sense as being in the middle of this and Grand Bazaar. Yeah. And I will say, just I think the ending in this is like really beautiful and profound. Like it's mm-hmm. the you know, they they get to this place where they you know, they're like it's the fantastical like I'm gonna enter this we're gonna enter this contest and that'll solve all our money problems. They don't win the contest, but in the stuff they did to enter the contest, it, like, saves them enough money that they're, like, right. okay. And then, like, the end, it ends with a callback to the beginning where she's back on the phone with her friend from the beginning. And the friend's like, oh, so how's it going with, like, with your relationship or whatever? And she's like, you know, you know, we're making progress. And then the very last line I found so, like, profound was she was like, oh, well, I he, like, comes into the room, and she's like, well, I better go make some progress, and hangs up, and that's, like, the last line of the thing. And I it just, like, blew me. I was, like, so rocked by that line. I thought it was so, yeah. so good and so exciting. Uh, I really, yep, it's I really well liked written. it. Yeah. Yard work is hard work is hard work. <laughs> yeah. <it's just laughs> yeah. Like is is the soundtrack available on Apple? I mean, Music I'm just going to have to like download <laughs> it from Vimeo, rip the audio yeah. only and listen to it all the time. Turn it into tracks, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like very interesting to see her working in like a slightly more traditional narrative framework as opposed to like basically creating her own narrative frameworks as she goes on in her career. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Do we want to move on? Let's end with a bang. Mm-hmm. Andy, why did you pick uh, The Neighbors' Window? The Neighbors' Window. So I, you know, one thing I was thinking when, it, when this task came to us of, like, we each need to choose a short was, like, oh, I saw, like, one program of shorts at Sundance this year. Like, maybe I'll pick one of those because, like, it's current or whatever. And then the problem was none of those shorts are, like, easy to find and available because sure. they're all still, like, working the short circuit or whatever. Right. Like, it's... Yeah. If um, we planned this more than, like, five days in advance, right. maybe we, we would have gotten like screeners or whatever. Emails. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, th- so then I, like, went to my letterbox, like, sorted by shorts and, like, by, like, highest rated first or whatever. And, like, of course, most of those are Oscar-nominated shorts because that's, like, what I, I... That's where I see shorts every year, usually. And I, like, looked for a few and was like, oh, this one, like, I rated three and a half stars. I liked it. I think it's, you know, it's got some interesting stuff. It's got an actress I really love in it. So I will pick that uh, and and send it to the group. Mm -hmm. Um, I had forgotten that it had won the Oscar. Um, uh, It won the Oscar? It did. Fuck me. What what about... What about this film other than... What about the, like, actual film other than just, like, there's a good... A good actress in it who I do like, Maria Dizia. What about the actual film uh, makes you like it? I mean, I think she's really tremendous in it. First, like, that is, like, the first starting point is I think there's just really, she's a, like, 
you know, she's not someone who gets to be the lead of things. And so it's nice to see a project where she gets to be the lead of a thing. Mm -hmm. And then it's like, you know, it's an interesting story, an interesting premise. Like, I think, you know, it's, it's capturing, like, it's not necessarily a, um, a milieu you see every day of like the, um, the urban sort of parent, uh, sort of like living in an apartment sort of story. Like, I feel like it's, that's something that's like interesting that you don't really see that often. And I think it does, like, it really does give the performers enough room to, like, breathe and, like, really build in these layered performances. Uh, uh, And it's, like, you know, it's telling, like, a nice little charming story that I think is inappropriate for a short (laughs) runtime where it's, like, it's pretty high concept. It's pretty, like, it's pretty out there. But, like, if you, because it has, like, sort of that that light touch, that, like, that that short little runtime that like it's like it's like a nice little like you know it's that it's like that it's like a fable or whatever like it's that sort of like like and then like this happened or whatever and i i think the emotional beats uh do do ring pretty true to me yeah all right so the other three of us hate this right? <laughs> yeah it's i really dislike it yeah i um truly everything andy said about Equates of a lonely John being boring, and why would you care? And why does it look awful? I feel about this movie. Uh, Did Andy say the acquaintances of a lonely John? I mean, it awful? does look he was awful. Like, it, that's what he was. Yeah, he was like, <laughs> this every, looks. I think, I think there's there's some interesting visual choices in this. I think this movie looks so flat. I feel like it is, a, like, um, <laughs> you saying that it is like operating in a space that things usually don't is crazy to me it feels so like rote and like it's exclusively the role that maria dizia plays but it's her story but there's no it's all about her nothing there what are you talking about it is so you don't think that the motherhood is like a story that's worthy of like interest and like barely there's barely anything to grab onto what do you mean the the movie is so boring and then the ending is so awful and yeah. like, oh, it's such lovely. The... She's so good in the end. Oh, no. no, I also think like, the, the ending is sucks so much. The ending yeah. is one of the. It's like I. It's like I. I think I've said this before, but it's like I never get mad at like bad things. I just watch bad things. And I'm just like, sure, whatever. Somebody made a thing. <laughs> when I watched the ending, I audibly went, "Fuck this." That ending is so yeah. terrible. It's so. It's bad. really bad. It's, so... it's very nice. They have a nice moment with each other. They it's hug. not nice. It's so... What are you Ugh. talking about? It, it, no. I mean, this is like a classic short where it's like there's a world where you just like... You you just like like you shoot it like ten percent darker and put a horror score over it and it and it makes yeah. like a thousand percent more sense to me. This is, I mean, it's like I watched the voyeurs earlier this week, which also is not that good, but is at least like uses that concept for cinema. <laughs> like gets uh, pulls something <laughs> of like other than just like I also watch you and all your kids are so cute. Yeah, I just (laughs) part of the problem for me is just like I think the the writing and the dialogue is just like the dialogue and like the dialogue is not great. I I think it is 
so bad that it makes that like she cannot make it look good and it's not a good performance. No. And then like he's even worse. Yeah, the, but, the like, husband. I don't is know. God awful. I mean, he's one whatever. of the he's worst fine. performances I have maybe seen in. A but movie. like, I don't even want to blame him because again, like, I know sure, that she's yeah. a great actor and she's bad in it. Oh she, yeah, the she guy had the line I was at some like, point she's so good. Like, this is where she's like, oh, those binoculars that you asked for hunting or whatever. And I'm like, yes! right. this is so good. And yeah. then there's the fucking I mean, It won the Oscar. That is so this is like, annoying. This is like I mean, this is far from like the worst thing to win the short Sure, Oscar, but like, like, it's like. This is like the perfect <laughs> example of like what I think is a bad story to tell with for a short. In which they like the writer has to feel like they needed to put like. 19 levels of too much detail in everything because they feel like they need to justify like this this entire tale being told in 20 minutes or whatever instead of being like sparse or like interesting like so, like if this movie was like 20% less well, I mean like 80% less written maybe there, there's maybe <laughs> something to be mined just by like looks and stares and something that actually yeah. gives Dizzy uh, like an interesting thing to play but instead it's like a thing where they need to explain the entire level of their emotional process at every given second and everything needs to be tied up in the worst fucking button I've ever seen Ugh. and it's the mo- and it's the most like trite like oh well we saw you and you were who we wanted to be but you saw us and we were who you wanted to be which yeah. is the lamest. It's not even that. It's not that. I don't it think. Is. It's no, it's, exactly it's a lighter that. touch than that. It's like oh I <laughs> like looked at that and like I was able to imagine it but it's not like I like like it's not like so much of I want like that's what I want or whatever it's like it's it's, like it's a a thing to ponder like it's a thing to like to consider the lady is like I'm gonna steal your kids I want it so bad (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's like so insane that this movie does like rear window but like as a nice thing it's so yeah it dumb it is well I I actually (laughs) think that this scene in the middle where they f- where like they first notice that he's sick is even worse than the that, yeah that the guy is like so what's much? going on he shaved his head is he hung <laughs> yeah. over it's like come the fuck on he has cancer idiot yeah and then you've been doing watching like... him every day you bought yeah. binoculars to stare at yeah. people <laughs> yeah it's i mean it's just so awful and like <laughs> when i was i was like watching it and they play the national line i was like Ugh! What Here's a way to thing. make this even worse. I, I, I mean, I love the I, national, I, yeah, but the song also. doesn't work. Yeah, I, I was gonna say, yeah. say, like, we've talked about how Colin doesn't like the national, and me and Jesse like the national. Uh, well, Jesse loves the national, and I have begun to like the national a little. And even I was like, when that song started playing, I was like, oh, come on, you. I mean, but it's you exactly can. what this this guy thinks it his movie not- is. It doesn't make like, any sense. It's not the song is not remotely relevant to anything. It's just well, like yeah. I guess we'll play a nice song for two minutes. Sure, but I mean it's so like it's like front loaded. Like it happens so early in the movie, right? But yeah, I mean when they start revealing that it's like, and then when he is sick and like the family's there and they're watching react to it. I'm like this is grotesque this yes. needs to be put down this movie needs to stop <laughs> and then it ends and I'm like woof I mean 
So I should back up a little bit and be like, okay, so this this premiered at Tribeca uh, in 2019. It is uh, it's based on a true story, which was like a podcast. Okay. Story. A true story? I yeah. thought it was based on a short story. No, oh, it's a true no. story. It actually happened essentially. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so then, maybe like, you should think about who you're making fun of. I <laughs> mean, this happened to someone. <laughs> and then, like, it, yeah, it, it played a whole bunch. It like did the whole festival circuit. It won. It won a bunch of you know audience awards and best short awards, and and then eventually yeah, won the Oscar. Uh, Marshall Curry, so, the director and writer and producer. I, I, uh, yeah, I looked at it. It's, he's like a documentarian or something, right? Yes, he like although he mostly does work in shorts. I think like he huh. he mostly made like documentary shorts. Like his like he has been nominated for best uh, documentary short subject previously for um, his short A Night at the Garden, which is like footage of like a Klan rally at Madison Square Garden. Um, sure. That was in twenty seventeen. And then, yeah, I guess he's made a couple of, like, full-length docs uh, previously in the early... Yeah, he was uh, nominated for a... Is it a doc short? The thing he made about Cory Booker or whatever? Street Fight? Maybe. Uh, yeah. Oh, I feel like... D- doc- documentary feature, yeah. Oh, that's a documentary that feature. That was a feature. Yeah. 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 But, uh, yeah, uh, this should have been a podcast, then. This should have been literally an... Ed- ed- it was! They adapted it. Oh, my, oh my God. God. They should have so... left it there. They should have made a fucking 15-minute this... This American Life episode, and it probably would have been a million times better, and we didn't need to see all this dumb shit. And I, and I... What does the lady whose husband died think of this movie? I mean, I think she was, like, part of the story in the podcast version, so, like, okay. I think she's, like... A full participant in it, like this all right. Like, it's not like it was made behind her back, certainly. Like I, that's not what I'm implying. I'm <laughs> yeah, just, like, yeah, I wonder if she's like, do people think I'm the fucking worst person in the world yeah. after seeing this movie? She's probably excited. Her story inspired like an Oscar yeah. win. Like that's an exciting God, thing to be a part of. That is the bleakest thing I've ever heard. She's probably excited. Her story inspired an Oscar. I win? think she's probably sad that her husband. Died. I mean, yeah. also that she can feel multiple things like that's fine and if you get an oscar <laughs> she, she's happy for fucking no. she, the other guy if she can feel multiple things i wish they would have put that in the fucking short <laughs> yeah sure yeah um she feels she she has two feelings in this sexy and devastated come on sexy the feeling <laughs> no also <laughs> the sex scene is not <laughs> sexy yeah. <laughs> yeah it's not it's like I mean, like, it gestures towards sexy enough to make to make its point. I feel like, <laughs> sure, man. It gestures well towards sexy. <laughs> yeah, this movie's. I mean, that's what a sh- it's a short. It's all about <laughs> gestures. That's what shorts. It's, it's not gesturing though. It, it, it gestures is the husband being like, "Oh, this is very old," and the he's wife like, being like, "She's so flexible." And the, and the wife and being like, like yeah, "Don't get a freaking really hard on over here." Come you guys on. are do- you are all doing the bad version. This movie we does are the good version of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> but they are it's no, it's are, much wet, no, better we, performed we are, and directed. We are doing like the it? John Reynolds short version of it, which is like the good version of it, which is <laughs> right. like the funny version of this. Yeah. Like, it's so dour. Yeah. It's like 
I'm not asking it to be a comedy even, but it's like put some light like this. There's just no life. But into they can't it. because it actually happened, and so it has to be sad. But it, I, yeah. I just mean it like I don't mean like it, it, they have to like change. I mean I hate the ending, but it's like I, I just mean it's like you could at least mine some comedy from like the wife and the husband's relationship or whatever or like play that in any interesting way but the it, husband is so but instead the like, husband incidental the, the, the husband everything. the husband is the most goober ass dork to ever live and then the wife mm-hmm. is, is just like mad from the second scene and it's just like i don't think they're and it's like i get what they're playing with i'm not saying that this is like not even necessarily a story like not worth telling i think they it's just like in every single facet of the approach, I think they made the most, like, dumb, embarrassing choice possible. Except for, like, casting Maria Dizia, who gives, like, an alright performance with horrendous material. Yeah, I mean... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, my bottom line, like, yeah, I, I do think, like, the script and the lines are, like, not great and definitely could have used, like, an outside eye, probably, to, like, punch that stuff up. But I think the direction is really solid and the performances are Ugh. just, like... They get she gets so much room to breathe and just do like quiet, really affecting stuff and the stuff that she's she able to do with her face, I think is really, really strong. By horal dialogue. I also constantly. think like I, there's so many scenes with her just like looking songs. that I think is like really I think it's really well done. But I mean, that is so much to put on her when every other aspect of the movie is bad. Where it's like <laughs> if you are locked into her performances and sure, I understand like her she's like just by default she's giving a good performance as a good actor but everything else of the dialogue how shitty the movie looks how poorly it's directed and it's like yeah i'm just gonna point the camera at a good actor who can do face acting then like that is not also on the movie i think it's like while those moments are quiet all of the dialogue and moments previous suffocate or like over explaining and annoying Mm -hmm. in a way that suffocates anything interesting that might be mined from that quietness it's like that quietness only works if you're like if you're like not if you're like not explaining every single emotional turn that a person is having beforehand but cuz it's like then it, at least it's like gesturing at something interesting but instead it's just it it is just like well now we're just going to it's just like okay so now we got all the story out of the way so now we're <laughs> going to give you space to act without any idea of how those two things make sense next yeah. to each other yeah like you all, it's like legally it is a short it is also incredibly long and so boring <laughs> yeah this this should have just been a fucking episode of the fucking romanoffs or the fucking the modern or modern it does yeah, yeah it does easy, have a little bit of that easy. modern love energy i do i do see that certainly yeah it feels like an episode of an anthology show on like paramount plus that yeah. whole show sucks <laughs> so this shitty episode is also bad <laughs> like but it shouldn't be <laughs> yeah. the, it's cer- it's cer- the premier yeah. short film in the academy's eyes yeah it, it, yeah. Like, it certainly suffers from us watching these other things that i think do incredibly interesting things with the fo- form and i think this movie is literally just doing like what if i told a tv episode length story and that's yes. it and it's like, That's, yeah. listen, yeah. no shot. Like, I love TV episode like stories. They're wonderful. It's great. <laughs> but it's sometimes. <laughs> but yeah. even like in an anthology, I feel like you have other stories to like bounce off of. And I think right. there, there is like 
a juxtaposition mind from like it being like a collection of stories just being given this on a platter and just being like what about this is yes. this a thing and my answer is just like no again the, <laughs> yeah. like, get the fuck out of my face this, <laughs> this is like a this american life episode that i don't want to listen to yeah or like a segment of a this american <laughs> yeah. life episode <laughs> right yeah like it would work better if it was like a segment of like, it does it, like it needs to be put in conversation with something i feel like to, yeah like yeah i mean i certainly like i initially saw it in the lineup of sure live action shorts this year and i think it played particularly well probably because that was like i think that was one of the more like every one of these is about like children dying or something years like it was like so it was like oh this one like is like an adult dies right just an adult dies and like there's also like it's a little while before you feel that about to happen so there's like some like it's not just immediately about like a fire in an orphanage or whatever so i don't know um, i feel like everybody is fucking playing this like there's a fire in an orphanage from minute one (laughs) (laughs) but uh i I don't i truly don't like maybe if you cut out every piece of dialogue and you just put the pod the podcast that's what i was like it could work as like a silent movie yes yeah um or like again or like yeah you put like the podcast out or you're like you intercut like whatever like the real people in it there's like maybe something interesting mm -hmm. to be mined there but also i mean like (laughs) it's just don't make it (laughs) no one fucking wants this Clearly, a lot of people do. Andy is weeping. The, the Palm Springs Shorts Fest audience wants it. I mean, look, it. this the, is also like... Yeah, but I'm, this I'm, is like... I'm giving I, I mean, too much credence. Yeah, I, I also don't like what... Yeah, I, I, this is like the sort of thing I hate they, doing, which is just like decrying the audience or whatever, but it's just, it's just like, yeah, this brings us like the most normal thing that played in a block of shorts at a film festival. Yes. So people are like, oh, well, I got that one, so I like it, so I'm going to give it a prize. Yeah. Instead of... It's like the idea of like an Academy Award is this thing that yeah. maybe needs to be dismantled, but of like, they usually don't give it to the actual good thing, so it makes sense that they give it to this piece of shit. But it's also I mean, like... This, yeah, this is what I said on... Twitter to our friend uh, and past and future guest Jack uh, last night was he was like I guess it would just be fine if King Richard won all the Oscars and I was like yeah it would be fine if any movie that isn't doing active harm won all the Oscars sure, yes, exactly like this uh, being just like yeah. plain white bread winning the bread contest is like sure okay <laughs> but this is like bread that someone put fucking like shit on <laughs> What are you talking about? <laughs> you have lost this metaphor. This metaphor makes it no sense. 100%. Everyone, everyone's <laughs> on my side. Shit up. <laughs> yeah. It's like, yeah. what if you had bread that fucking sucked? Or like, they forgot I to mean, put the salt yeah. in. I mean, like, not even we to, cert- to yeah. like, further like, continue like the Academy Awards thing. But I, it's like, I do think like sometimes like the actual... I'm not even award- talking about the Oscars. The, the actual like awards or whatever. Like, they, it's like sometimes it's more interesting than I think. Or like... Sometimes they go to better movie than whatever, but I think the short sure. film, the short film section of the Academy Awards particularly strikes me of like a category that has a lack of imagination. I think yes. as to what they should be doing better. Like that is like no one is ever like yes. I mean, unless like Jesse's saying like something offensive winning, which I'm sure has happened. Is he skin? Continue to happen, obviously. <laughs> yeah, um, but like 
they should be doing better. Like, it's so... Yeah, like, a short, short film, like, as, as we have talked about in this episode and what I appreciate, I've become to appreciate it. Like, it's, like, such a fertile ground to, like, experiment and do avant-garde stuff. Yes. And even with, like, the safety short, it's just, like, even if you're not gonna, like, completely break the form, you can do something a little more slice of life and a little something a little different. To, to go to something, for some awards to be given to something, like, so conventional like this story is yeah. just like it's a little frustrating but even as just like a on its face piece of art it's because it's like again i don't even I, I i have no awareness or care about like what wins the academy award for best short film even if just sure. something that was presented to me out of context i think this is very bad i truly thought at yes. the i truly thought at the end this would have something like presented by Hyundai or something where I would be like, yeah, yeah sure. That exactly. makes sense. It's like some company just wants to finance some short films to, as like, as like a tax tax write off. That makes sense is what this is, but it, no, it's not. It's just, it is. It's it, a it, true passion. Yeah. Yeah. It, 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 is a, it is a labor of love, which is like, I guess it can't be that bad that like somebody got to like tell the story or whatever, but, uh, but I mean, pick a better, that pick. makes me almost more annoyed where it's like, <laughs> What makes you think your version of this is so special? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It's yeah. it, it is simply. I mean, yeah, like not well made. I don't think. Sure. <laughs> I mean, just like thinking about it in contrast with the safety, the other narrative short that we like, like re, like live action narrative short or whatever that we watch. Sure. Yeah. Like it's just like this one. Yeah, it goes that extra mile. I think to like be like memorable and something that like I wanna like I that I'm like oh yeah that's that what like. Like, I guess it's just, like, I, I admire, like, even if it is, like, telling, like, telling a story conventionally, I like that it's, like, a big story that, like, is taking, like, a, with, like, a, with, with like, some really big elements in it that are, like, interesting to think about. I, I, I don't know. Yeah, it's I, not I, even I, a big movie... story. It's just about people being fucking freaks for six months. But, but even... <laughs> I think even if I thought the safety short was bad, which I don't think it is, I appreciate that sort of being bad for a short than this sort of being bad for a short. Like, I appreciate you just being like, yeah, sure, whatever. I shot something around my, like, neighborhood. I saw some people. Maybe this is interesting. Maybe it's not. I tried some stuff. Whereas this, uh, just the effort that went into making this such a production that has to have, like, three acts and an ending, I find more annoying. Where, where it's yes. just like, if you wanted to do this, make it fucking 50 minutes long or like pitch it to some t television thing or like make it a movie. But if you're going to make a short, then then like actually try and like play within the confines of that realm, which this is like, this is like the sort of thing that seems almost embarrassed that it's a short, which is what I maybe, I mean, again, ultimately I don't, I don't know that any of these are the main problem. I think the main problem is that uh, Marshall Curry is, very bad at doing this. Maybe he's good at making documentaries, but I don't think there's any version where, like, he does this and it's part of a TV show or it's a feature or sure. whatever and it's good. Yeah, and, like, and I don't even know if, like, it truly, there's not, like, an idea for me to, like, even chew on here. Like, I'm not, like, I don't think it's operating in any sort of grand space of like wouldn't this be crazy even like it feels so flat from tip to tail that like at the end where it has its reveal of like 
you know, you think you're looking at this person, but this person's looking at you or whatever it's trying to say doesn't even register as a reveal because everything else has been so bland. And it's just like, okay, this is what is happening next. And just contextually, it is, like, annoying and pointless. It's also, like, did she, if she is constantly looking back at them, did she never look back at them and go, huh, they're looking at me with yeah, that binoculars. binoculars. I mean, that is like, that's like almost Maybe like she had binoculars too. <laughs> sort of whatever, like. That's almost immaterial of, <laughs> like, what the reality. But, again, this is also stuff that is un- underexplored and underbaked, undercooked. Just yes. all, every aspect of it. <laughs> I mean, but even if, like, again, it's, it's like that ending is weirdly almost sadder than the fucking, weirdly, like, sadder than the fucking Jody Max short where I'm like, Jesus, if you're looking at those people and you're like, that that is sort of like a, a life I imagine. Yeah, because those people, the grass is always those people, <laughs> like it's not even like it's if they're like a picture of boring domestic life. Those it's like a classic like husband and wife couple where I'm I'm just like, did these people ever meet? What do they What did they ever like about each other? These people seem fucking miserable from the jump. I, they they have like no chemistry. I, it's like truly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But with that, with that, that. Was the short <laughs> I strongly recommend checking out the neighbor's window. Yeah, I mean, look, it's available watch on them YouTube. all. Yeah. I mean, whatever. Yeah, watch them all. They're all short. We tweeted out. It'll it'll take you about seventy minutes to watch all of these. Like it's like yeah. a uh, yeah, a nice uh, a nice way to kill an hour. Yeah, and, and and I think it's like I do think we did a good job of like picking like a decent spread of just like very different things and like. Yeah, a lot. I think they're they are indicative of a lot of different approaches to short filmmaking. Of just like right. I mean, Jesse's is like a person who seems to be like a shorts person who is like very much interested right. in experimenting and playing with that form and doing stuff. Jody Mack is a person who like obviously has made like some features, some mid length stuff, and has like bounced around, but is like right. incredibly interested. Yeah, I mean, in playing. I think for her, and like has an aesthetic it, that she mm-hmm. uses. Yeah. Right, above all. for her, it's like mostly a matter of like it is so time consuming to yeah. make a feature that she just can't do it very yeah. often. Yeah, and the safety one is the classic like, well, these are people who clearly want to be working and making big narrative films, and this is just like right. a, an interesting stepping stone in this career, and 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 these is like. Just a person who decided they wanted to make a short and like put it out there and ha- like had enough like connections to like good actors that they wanted to tell what they thought was an interesting short, an interesting story in a short amount of time and like ha- have it out there for people to watch. And I think like it, I that's what I like about shorts is that they give a lot of like they have a lot of forms in which people could play with, and that's always good for movies. I am. Yeah. When with that, I think we can e- yep, with plug that, and end the episode. Yep. You can follow us on Twitter at Can I Kick It? Or you can follow the newly rejuvenated letterbox at C I K I Pod. You can follow me on either of those platforms at JCP Glickweber. I would like to plug uh, the live. Led Zeppelin album uh, How the West Was Won. I feel like the famous one is The Song Remains the Same uh, because that one also has a movie, but uh, 
Hollow West was one is really fucking good. Like, track two, it's like they're doing Heartbreaker and Jimmy Page is going insane. It's really fun. Uh, yep, that's it. Uh, my name's Andy. You can find me online at Andy T. Germ, A-N-D-Y-T-G-E-R-M, on whatever social media platform you please. Uh, for my plug, um, as we record this, last night Andrew Garfield was on Stephen Colbert's show, and he uh, talked a little bit about uh, having recently lost his mother. Um, and I think it's a really, it was a very lovely clip, and I think it's worth uh, seeking out if you haven't seen it. Uh, it's obviously uh, affected him very deeply, and I think he speaks uh, very well about it. Um, if you like the show and like what we're doing and want to support us, uh, send us some money. We would really appreciate it. Uh, our our um, our coffee, ko-fi.com slash canni, C-A-N-N-E-S-I, is always available for single or recurring donations. Uh, yeah. Sign up for a recurring donation. You can make a request of us, and we'll do our best to fulfill it. Uh, if you donate a single $5 donation, Amelia will watch a movie and review it on Letterboxd. Yes, we are all simply so tired and hate our jobs. Yeah. I don't I don't want to go on the record as hating all my right. job. Andy Gerberin <laughs> hates his job at the theater that he works at. Yeah. <laughs> if you're listening... Come see A Christmas Carol at Jeeva Theater. Yeah, right. Okay. Oh, you got your I plug feel in, like buddy. We, we more hate the concept of working than we necessarily... We might also hate our specific jobs, but... Uh, Cullen. Oh, yeah. Uh, Quietly on everything. C L A T C H L E Y. And uh, coming up on the two year anniversary of The Irishman. Uh, And I watched it again the other day for the second time. And I think the movie's just perfect. (laughs) And we weirdly, I think, as like a sort of uh, movie that came out in the year where every single movie has like no one's ever shut up about it on Twitter and Letterboxd is a great movie. It still is maybe underrated. Uh, I was talking to someone, you know, friend of the show, uh, Jackson, uh, about how it's three and a half hours long and literally every single scene is good. Um, and I was just blown away rewatching it at, uh, what it like an excellent <laughs> piece of art that is. And, uh, how is Scorsese just the best to ever do it? Maybe, uh, watch the Irishman. Watch Beckett. You don't get to put that watch Beckett in there at the end. Yeah, you have to cut that out. Absolutely not. Watch Beckett. No, you have to cut that out. Do you want to start (laughs) editing the podcast? (laughs) (laughs) Cullen has the editing powers. He's not going to cut it out. (laughs) I I remember cutting out where I fucked up earlier. Uh, yeah, also, I don't know how yeah. loud that bit where I cough a bunch is. Uh, if you tweet at us where you think Cullen fucked up earlier and you get it right, you will get a prize. <laughs> yeah. A prize. Uh, you can. F- <laughs> you get to watch The Neighbor's Window <laughs> with Andy. <laughs> <laughs> you can follow me on uh, Letterboxd at I Left Alone, and you can follow me on Twitter. That I'm left alone, in which I have 299 friggin' followers. I keep. Ba- I, I checked the other day, you were at 300. I keep bouncing back. Someone must have deactivated or something. <laughs> yeah, the, yeah, somebody keeps like following or unfollowing or something. But please follow us. So I can have comfortably over 300, so I don't have to keep worrying about 
that yeah <laughs> this week i am going to plug because i feel like i was mean to andy's thing i am going <laughs> I, i'm going to plug the song the, the song chromalume number seven slash putting it together from sunday in the park with george which i have Hell been yeah. listening to a lot and it's very good it's generally a good musical all of the songs are good mm-hmm. i've listened to to the Potankin version, I've listened to the Gyllenhaal version, both good. Obviously, given different things a little. Yeah. But uh, I've been listening to a lot of Sondheim. Might plug something from Follies next week. Make working my way through Follies. Hell yeah! And with, I have a film and version and of Follies. You should watch it. What? Anyway, nothing. <laughs> watch Beckett. <laughs> walk Beckett. Is that your dog? Walk it. Yeah, go. <laughs> you said walk. Yeah, put, put, back. Be- put Beckett on. Put your earphones in. Go for a walk. I'm going to release our audience. Theme song about you related. You can find them on SoundCloud. That comes out to related. Yep. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Watch Beckett. I go on and on. Can't understand how I last so long. I must have superpowers. Rap 225,000 hours. Get a calculator, do the math. I made a thousand songs that made you move your ass. And for the last 300 months, I made 16 albums with me on the front. And they bump. Where you get your beats? I heard 93 rappers say bitch like me. Two singers and 10 comedians. And I'm still gonna yell it every time you see me in. What's my favorite word? Why they gotta say it like short?